right, you good? You can hear me, Ray? Yeah, I got you. I got you. Turn it Going on, man. What's up, man? What's up, man? I was, I was always, I ain't even gonna lie, man. I was always jealous of y'all dudes that can grow that damn beard, man. I can't, I can't, can't stand y'all, man. Dang. <laughs> so, um, you got any questions before we get started? Uh, not really. Um, you know, honestly, man, whatever you ask me, bro, I'm gonna be straight up and real. <laughs> um, that's who I am. That's who I always will be. So. You got an answer. You got a question, bro. I'm gonna give you a straight up answer, bro. Whether it's recruiting, uh, you know, the narrative of public versus private, mm-hmm. I'm really to dig into anything you want to talk about, bro. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I try to, you know, just to let you know, man, I, I try to put you, uh, the coach, as well as the program, in in the best light possible. So I don't really, I don't really get into. Um, you know, the kind of the, you know, the minutia of, 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 of stuff, you know, um, I definitely want to talk about your recruiting prowess. Um, you know, definitely want to talk about Carlton Gibbons, you as a coach. Um, I got, you know, probably about, a, I think, 13 or 14 questions here, but I, I am going to open it up to you um, at the end um, to talk about your flyer, um, you know, the stuff that you got going on, as well as, you know, it's a lot of people that want to play for Carlton Gibbons, you know, and so how, right, how do they right. how do they contact you? How do they get into the program for the for the parents, you know, around the country that that want to come play uh, for, for the program? So um, that that's that's pretty much what I do. Um, I want to put you in the best light as possible. Now, I do. I am going to ask you, um, are you willing to coach college? So, um, you know, be, OK, be ready for that question, because, uh, again, you know, you're a professional. You've been doing this for a long time. Um, you got a lot to offer, not just Carl McGivens, but, you know, right a- anywhere. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Let me let me, mm-hmm. let me put something up on my background. Let me OK. I'm in my I'm in my room now. So get okay. away from my daughter. Bro. All right. Take take your time. Take your time. I got you. I got you. I got you. Uh, all right. Hold on here. Okay. Um, all right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to count it down. Three, two, one. And we're going to start recording. Um, and then we'll go from there. Okay. All right. All right. You ready? Yep. All right. Hold on here. All right. Three, two, one. Recording in progress. All right, welcome to the Athletes Grind, presented to you by Five Star Athletics. Man, I, to say this is a uh, another guess is an understatement. Uh, I have with me tonight Pat Anderson, Director of Football Operations, uh, running backs coach at Cardinal Gibbons uh, High School, uh, state champion Cardinal Gibbons High School, uh, national powerhouse Cardinal Gibbons High School. I can keep going on and on. Coach, how you doing tonight? Thank you for joining us. Uh, good in yourself, man. I definitely appreciate you having me on. 
Absolutely, Coach. Absolutely. And, and Coach, you know, for, for your fans, your followers, um, you know, you've been doing this for a while. You know, you're a great recruiter as well. Uh, for even the college coaches that may be interesting, you, uh, just give us a little rundown of yourself, you know, your history, uh, you know, where you played high school, the positions you played, you know, where you went to college and so on and so forth. Right. So, uh, you know, Pat, Patrick Anderson, a lot of people know me as Patrick Deepu. Uh Obviously, I went by my mom's maiden name um, in high school, and then when I went to college, uh, they had to change because of just legal issues. You know what that is. Right. Um, but uh, I went to Dilla High School, graduated from there. Uh, obviously, you know, I was an all-county, all-state player. Um, I ended up going to St. Peter's College in, in New Jersey, um, was there, and then um, unfortunately, you know, my mom passed, and I kind of came back to Florida. I was up there in Tallahassee. So, you know, it brought me back from there to uh, now, you know, where I'm at at Gibbons. Um, honestly, right after college, man, my first um, coaching gig was at my uh, alma mater, Dillard. Um, I was there coaching for a year. Um, great experience, man. Um, got a chance to learn a lot from the, 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 the late Otis Gray, um, somebody that I hold dear in my heart as a GOAT, you know, in my opinion. Um, you know, so I got a chance to coach with him, Coach Scott. He had came back. Coach Ray had came back and, you know, he, he dropped a lot of wisdom on me. Um, things about just, you know, learning how to be a professional, um, the things, what to say and what not to say, um, what to look for, small details of uh, being able to become a better coach. Okay. All right. All right. And and for those that that don't follow, uh, he's talking about Coach Otis Gray. Uh, you know, uh, legend uh, at Dilla High School. Uh, he he coached uh, Isaac Bruce, Frank Sanders, Lorenzo White, uh, a lot of NFL players. Um, and, and and you know had over a hundred wins, less than forty losses, I believe, if if I remember correctly. Uh, yep. Son son yep. Uh, Quinn Gray uh, at FAMU. Hall of Famer in the, in the MEAC, uh, as well as he played for the Colts. Yep. So, um, you know, Coach, you know, you talk about Cardinal Gibbons, and, and first, before we even go anywhere else, you know, what led you to Cardinal Gibbons? Because you, you talked about being at Dillard High School, and now, you know, you, you helped bring Cardinal Gibbons to just a, a national powerhouse. What led you to Cardinal Gibbons? Well, honestly, man, uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge man of faith and uh, believing and trusting in God's plan. For your life without having all the details you know um i truly believe that so i, I was in between three schools man um i don't want to mention the other two private schools <laughs> gotcha <but laughs> i was in between three private schools and you know i was i felt like those other two schools really didn't need the use of you know didn't have a real um uh, position for me in regards to what i my vision what god was showing me and um you know it was it was kind of funny because I wanted Gibbons, but Gibbons really didn't want me as much as I wanted them. <laughs> wow, okay. And, and it's crazy, man, because going to Cardinal Gibbons, uh, it, it wasn't as lucrative as it, is, it would have been with the other schools. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because honestly, we love what we're doing, but you also want to get paid. You ain't going to yes. get rich, but you know, you want to be paid. Right. Um, especially when you're good at what you do. So um, I end up reaching out to one of the JV coaches and I say, hey, look, man, um, this is basically, I had spoken to him a couple of times. I said, it was prior or whatever. I said, listen, this is my last time, man, um, reaching out. Tell your head coach if he won't, Pat Anderson, man, he got to holler at me because if not, I'm going to go over here with these people, these other people, and right. it ain't going to be pretty. Right. You know, so he, he said, Pat, listen, I'm going to reach out to him. He reached out to Matt DeBuck. Matt said, he, he texted me that very evening. He goes, hey, 
um, Coach McIntosh told me about you. This was like six years ago. He said, uh, can you meet me at the school tomorrow? Yeah, Coach. You know, so I met with him. You know, it was a little off-color guy um, in regards to his personality, right. but you can see he was about business. You know, he was he was he was 100% about business. He was about his program. And um, I told him, I said, look, this is what I have I have to offer, um, and what have you. And then everything since then was uh, was history. It's been you know you know it, this is where it brings us up now. You know, I have a great rapport with Matt. We are friends off the field, so a lot of times there's things that I can say to him that others probably don't understand because we have a relationship right you know um an intimate friendship right. and there's things he says to me so we share a, a a very common um goal or likeness and that's just helping kids period right so that brings that brought me to Gibbons. um you know it's like you know like listen man um being a Dillard graduate love the school yeah. love the culture uh i still have people that over there that coach that i played with you and i went to school with yeah. you know what i mean um love them to death love them to death um but you know, this is home for me, man, and you know, um, I thank God for being here because there'd be no other other place that I would rather be right now, this very moment, than get Right, right, and, and, and coach, you know, um, you're talking about head coach uh, Matthew DeBuck, uh, who's done an excellent job over there, and and you know, coach, you, you're his right hand man. It, it, that's what it appears to be. Um, and and I, I remember you from Dillard, your fierce competitor. Um, you know, you you, you you get in there and mix it up, and, and you you brought that you know that toughness, that that tough mentality to Cardinal Gibbons, and you know, just talk about just building the program from when you first got there to how it is now. Of course. Well, you you know how I was, man. I always believed in competing. Um, Matt DeBuck was on the same same mindset as me, man. Um, honest to goodness, he was. The the culture was getting ready to shift. It was they were getting ready to turn that bend, man. When I kind of got there, and um, you know, uh, one thing about us at Gibbons, we we're not a a program, you know. Um, and there's a difference. Some some schools have a football team. Yeah. We have a football program. Our right. program mimics. Or Alabama or Clemson or whatever, you know, Notre Dame, those schools. Right. So our kids are held accountable from January to January, um, on season and off season. So one of the things that we kind of put in play was we felt like, um, and, and, and I'll tell you this, you know, I told Matt, I said, look, if you show me your JV and how good they are, I'll show you, you know, the future of your program. Yeah. And before I got there, Gibbons hadn't, hadn't lost a JV game in I want to say the last six years or five years so they went nine seasons nine total seasons on JV without you know yeah. um, losing a football game and it goes back to what I just said earlier you show me your JV I'll show you your your the future of your program because you have to build from that form from that crop is where I'm going to be that's where my my varsity guys are that's where my future three stars at, my four stars, and so on and so forth. Right. So Matt and I were on the same page, and my vision was basically his, his was mine. We believe, and we had a great guy named Mark Kirby. Um, he passed, he's going on with God, but he was with us as well. And we all kind of shared that same vision. We're, we will build it from our junior varsity, which nowadays, Ray, you know, when you and I came up, JV was a big thing. Yes. Like, yeah. you paid your dues on JV right. and then you moved up. Yeah. Well, nowadays, everybody wants, you know, that microwave type of career where I put in the microwave and in 30 seconds I'm on varsity. Right. Well, guess what? You may be 15 going against 18-year-old young men yeah. on varsity, and now I'm really you're really not getting better. So we felt like continually building in, into the JV program with one, 
great coaches, um, holding the coaches accountable, but also mimicking what we were doing on varsity um, on the JV level. It kind of built to it built the program to where it is right now in the sense of we're able to go to junior varsity and go, well, I know this kid is a sophomore. He's going to play JV this right. year, but come up and play some games in varsity because we really want to get a look at him. Right. So a lot of the guys, and I tell people all the time, a lot of our four-stars and three-star kids, bro, they started at Cardinal Gibbons. Right. They were Gibbons kids. Right. you know. And, and at that time, we had a freshman team and a JV. We got kids that are playing Power 5 football right that were on the freshman team yeah. because the JV was just that good. You know, so they couldn't even make the junior varsity team. Mm-hmm. But some of these kids are five-star, four-star. You go, Matt, really? Yeah. It was just that good. But that's that's what you that's that's where I think we benefited the most of of having um a great strong JV on uh, junior varsity to feed into our our, our varsity, varsity team. And, yep. and it's still working. <clears throat> um that form is still working and we're never going away from that because it's a proven formula. Right, right. And, and, and for, for our fans, our followers, um, for those that don't know, Cardinal Gibbons is, is able to recruit um, from around the county, uh, you know, the nation and things of that nature. And coach, you know, talking about your recruiting prowess, because, I mean, you've been able to help uh, get some of the best kids, the best student athletes from not only Broad County, but Miami-Dade County, Palm Beach, wherever it may be. Just talk a little bit about, you know, getting those kids. What, what type of student athletes do you look for to bring into the program? Well, I mean, it's, it's not recruiting, Ray. It's, it's what we do is, honestly, man, kids and parents are typically interested yes. in the academic part. Um, and, you know, I know that can be a long discussion. <laughs> but, you know, we don't go out and recruit anybody. Parents reach out and they go, hey, listen, it seems like a great academic program. It's a private school. I think that my son doesn't do extremely well in a larger uh, uh, classroom size. And, you know, nowadays, I get it. Um, so once we identify that the parent is really interested, we tell them, hey, listen, if you're an eighth grader, you have to go sign up for the high school placement test. And it's just a placement test. Yes. They go online, they register for the placement test. Um, but the program itself, the school, the academics, it, it all sells itself. There's really not much for me to say in a sense because at the end of the day, I think that it goes back to, you know, I grew up with my grandfather liking Cadillac, and every four years he would get a different Cadillac. Right. Well, Granddaddy, why do you like Cadillac? Because it's a very dependable car that I know I can, you know. So it's the same thing with Gibbons. It's a great, it's a great product that kind of sells itself. Whereas you're going to get a great education. Right. You know, you're not going to be told any lies. I think that our teachers do a wonderful job. I think the administration do, does a great job with getting kids out there in the Ivy League and, yeah. you know, getting them recognized on that side of the, of the school first. And then you transition over to the football side. Um, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where, you know, it's like it kind of meshes real good. So they're working their part and we're working our part and it just mess real good. Right, right. And, and, and Coach, I, I definitely got to ask you, you know, for, for the student athletes. And you're right. Exactly. Cardinal Gibbons, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a brand. Uh, here in, in Broad County, Dade County. Everybody knows Cardinal Gibbons around the state of Florida, around the country. But you talk about those those student athletes that come in and you talk about them starting on the J Junior Varsity. Now, what if, you know, I'm just going to put this out there. What if a, a student athlete, uh, you know, is ready to play varsity? Would they have to still start on JV or could they play varsity? <clears throat> well, 
No, we were so so. This is what we do, right? Uh, when when summertime comes, we don't separate um, the kids um, just yet. You know, we mm-hmm. we allow them from off season. Season is done. We do off you know workouts and running and speed training. Um, you know, at times you can we have a nutritionist that you can talk to. Um, we have a trainer. So we don't really separate the kids, man. We don't. Um, if you're varsity ready, you will play varsity. Yeah. Trey Brown, number 55, played at Plantation Wildcats. Started on varsity for four years. Yeah. He started, I think, his, the fifth game of the year versus American Heritage his freshman year. The, the, the thing that I would tell any student athlete or any parent, there's a big difference when you jump from 13U football yeah. to varsity. Um, and the, the biggest thing is the mental part is one. It's, it's a huge jump. Right. But physically, you and I both know that 18-year-old kid has been lifting weights for four full years. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. he's kind of developed a little bit a little bit more than a, uh, a ninth grader or a 14-year-old, right. 15-year-old. Now, yeah, you have offensive linemen, defensive linemen, and skilled guys that play varsity. We have that all the time. We have guys that are in ninth grade. But one good thing that the state of Florida has done is called the six-quarter rule, where a kid can play yes. three-quarters on JV yeah. and three-quarters of varsity, or four-quarters of JV and, um, you know, two-quarters of varsity. And I think that benefits a lot of kids because it's an easier transition transition for them going from JV. And the speed of the game, mid-season, they're probably used to lifting, bumps and bruises, and I think that it's an easier transition there. But, yeah, to answer your question straight up, yeah, we have kids right. all the time that come to games that are freshmen that play varsity. The thing that we see a lot of the times, Coach, is um, it's, the, it's the mental of that long, drawn-out season and then the physical. It starts to wear. And, you know, they're 14, 15 years old, so a lot of the times you go, okay, we had a kid named Anthony Ottenot. Extremely good football player. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be really good. Played linebacker. He played varsity all year this year, freshman. Mm-hmm. But you can see when a big six foot four, three hundred pound guy get his hands on him. Right. You see that fifteen year old guy. You know, it's like he's a strong kid, but it's like you see it. Yeah. So, but you know, once again, I brought Anthony up because he's another. He's a prime example of a freshman that played varsity all year long, and and he did well. You know what I mean? He did extremely well, but. You kind of see the difference from a, a kid that's been lifting for four years on a high school level, competing on a high school level in varsity versus a kid on his freshman year. So, yeah, yeah, but we have it. We have it all the time, bro, all the time. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and Coach, you know, before we go any further, for, for the parents, for the student athletes that, that want to play at Gibbons uh, around the state of Florida, wherever you are, Coach, how can they get in contact with you or the program? Uh, you know, is there an email address? Is there a phone number they can call? Can they follow you on Twitter? Go, go ahead and get that information out, Coach. So, absolutely. If you follow me on Twitter, it's uh, 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 CP underscore the blueprint. If you follow me on uh, Instagram, it's champ underscore uh, CP. You know, if you follow me on Facebook, it's Patrick Anderson. Uh, I think senior. I'm not sure because um, I think my son is on Facebook now. <laughs> so I think he got the junior up. But it's Patrick Anderson. And uh, on my Twitter, I, I actually have the link for the uh, messages, man, um, you know, for people. All you got to do is click on the link, and it automatically takes you to the uh, admissions part of Cardinal Gibbons uh, website, the school website. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's how you can get in contact with me. You can always, uh, if you're an eighth grader, your, your kid is an eighth grader going into the ninth and you're interested 
you know, you can reach reach me there at any time, especially on Twitter. I'm, I'm kind of active on that. Um, uh, Ray, I tell you, I, I had to turn those notifications on because <laughs> I missed our last one, man. So I learned how to, to, to turn the notifications on, man. But yeah, you guys can reach me um, there at any time, man. And and, and and you can email me at P-A-A, uh, I'm sorry, P-A Anderson. That's Paul, P as in Paul, A as in Apple, Anderson, yeah. which is my last name, S-O-N, 512 at yahoo.com. Awesome. Um, you can reach me there and I'll respond to you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And, and coach, you know, you talk, talking more about football and, and getting getting towards the coaching staff, uh, you know, the, the great coaching staff that you that you have. You know, tell us a few things about your coaching staff, your wide receivers coach, your running backs coach. Well, you're you're the running backs coach, but uh, your wide receivers coach, you know, your QB coach. W- what do you have there? Who are their names? What do they do? Give us a rundown, coach. Okay. So, so we have uh, uh, one of our receiver coaches is Conroy uh, Conroy Conroy White. He played at Wisconsin. He was a he was a, uh, a slot receiver. He actually played with Chris Chambers and Ron Dane. Mm-hmm. Played for Coach Alvarez. Yeah. Oh yeah. Won a couple of uh, a couple of uh, uh, bowls. You know, back in the day, you know, it was BCS. So he, he you know, he's, he's, he's has championship degree uh, pedigree. Um, he coached on the college level. Been coaching high school for a while. And he's a guy that get you know, is a guy that played the position at a high level. Was coached coached by one of the one of the considered goats of the game. Um, that's Conroy White. He's on Twitter. Um, very high energy guy, man. Very detailed, understands the game extremely. Very thorough with, you know, with breaking down the game and film with the young boys. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we, our quarterback coach is Coach Anthony Sadowski. Uh, we call him Coach Sid. Very cerebral guy. Um, him and Coach DeBuck kind of share the duty of quarterback with the quarterback. Um, you know, but he's extremely intelligent. Um, knows what he's doing, understands how to get a young quarterback to a point to where they're seeing the field, understanding coverages, uh, pre-read snaps, understanding leverage. Um, so, you know, um, he's a guy that coached in Cali for a while at LaSalle. You know, um, he's very good friends with a lot of guys at USC, UCLA. So, you know, he's one of those guys that's been around, seen it all, done it all. Right. You know, and like I said, him and Matt DeBuck kind of share that that duty of quarterbacks, you know, with the quarterback. So, you know, Matt DeBuck is a phenomenal coach, and yes. too much to say about him. You know, pretty his his resume speaks for itself. But um, yeah, that's that's who we have. Uh, my offensive line coach, Matt Nitt, um, extremely extremely detailed guy. Him, Coach Dan Marguerite, Coach Dan Marguerite been around for like forty years. We finally got him one last year. You know, yeah. with his first state title. He never even played in the semifinal game, so wow. we were happy to win one for him. You know, guy been around for thirty seven years as a head coach. And never even played in the state finals. Wow. So, um, you know, Matt, Nick, Dave, Benson, Dan, Dan Marguerite, those guys um, definitely share, um, you know, that duty. We have three offensive line coaches. You know, my assistant coaches, Coach Dave Dunn, played at, you know, he's a, he's a big guy. He's about 6'6", six, 6'5", six, six, played mm-hmm. at Maryland and Louisville. So, you know, we try to have um, a lot of eyes, man, on different positions. You know, uh, um, we have an inside receiver coach. We have an outside receiver coach. We have a guard coach. We have a tackle coach, you know. Yeah. So, and you have a center coach. So, yeah. you know, that what, that's what kind of separates you, man, when you're able to have great coaching and guys that care about the kids and respect the game and want to do it the right way. Absolutely. And, and coach, you know, for, for again, the, the student athletes that may be interested in coming to Cardinal Gibbons, you know, talk a little bit about the facilities there, you know, the weight rooms, you know, how, how, how do you guys get down at, at Cardinal Gibbons? What, what is their amenities to offer uh, to the student athletes if they come to Cardinal Gibbons? Yeah. 
Well, it's, it's a great it's a great school, man. It's, it's not that old. Um, we just had a, a, a STEM building, brand new, million plus dollar building open. Um, they you know they they broke ground about a year and a half ago. So last last school, the beginning of this school year, it kind of it opened. Um, I guess they got robotics and things of that nature, um, music. Um, the facilities, weight room is is is, is something um, something to see. It's very nice. Um, spaces, you know, um, is something that you would see if you went to um, a Division II um, college or FCS college. Um, you know, it's pretty big. Our locker room, we just redone it. Um, wood green lockers with the LED lighting um, all over the wall. You have uh, detailed paint. The painting is uh, is from our state championship game. That's where the, the painting is from. I'm on the walls. <clears throat> you know, we have a we have one of the best turf fields in the nation. Yeah. Honestly, we do. Yeah. Um, the track is good. We just got a brand new um, state of the art scoreboard. So crazy, we didn't get it during the um, the season. We had it ordered, but with all the shipping um, issues and you right. know what have you. But it's up, you know, and it's a state of the art playback, uh, replay, um, scoreboard. So you know, we're we're excited. You know, there's 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 big things happening at Carnegie Mellon. Um, you know, once again, it's great leadership from our head coach. You know, he pushes forward with making sure that the kids get the best experience, high school experience that right. that they can have. So you know, we definitely we're definitely excited about that. Right, right. And, and, and coaches, I, I mean, I, I got to put it out there. Uh, you know, we talk about private school versus public school and, and we were kind of talking offline mm-hmm. about this. And I, I have to ask this question or, or kind of relay this is, you know, you talk about the amenities mm-hmm. that you, you have and you talk about, uh, you know, that soft feel that you have. I mean, that turf feel is very soft. I've been on it myself. Uh, <laughs> so I, I have to admit that I, I got to give it to you guys. It's, it's a very soft feel. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, just talk about the difference between, you know, private schools and public schools and the things that you're getting. You talk about the, you know, the center coach, you talk about the inside slot receiver coach. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of the public schools don't have these specific coaches that are played at the big time levels mm-hmm. like Cardinal Gibbons has. You know, th- is that the separation between private and public? You know, talk a little bit about that. Well, you know, Ray, once again, as I was telling you earlier, you know, that narrative Sometimes I think we kind of get uh, we kind of get it uh, misconstrued as as a, a body of people. Um, there's really no, uh, and I've always said this, you know, I, I said all the time. There's really no public versus private. Okay, all right. No, I'm good. All right, three, two, one. Recording in progress. So, coach, you know. Going towards, you know, you had an 11-2 season, I believe. It culminated with another state championship. Um, you know, Coco gave you all you could handle. I was at the game. Uh, you know, I think you guys blew them out the, the year before. Uh, but, um, you, know, right. uh, uh, you know, kudos to Ryan Snyder, Kevin Beard. Ryan Snyder played at Plantation uh, down here in South Florida, and, and they gave you guys all you can handle. Talk a little bit about the game, Coach, and, and it was a tight game throughout, and then you guys kind of pulled, pulled it out at the end in the fourth quarter. But talk a little bit about the game and, what, and going into it. What did you expect and then what happened during the game? Yeah, well, you know, we felt like they were a good team. Um, honest to goodness, we did, man. We 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 didn't take them for, for lightly. Um, obviously, we played we played them last year in the semifinals game and ended up beating them 45-15, I think it was. It was 45-9. to nine. 
or something like that. Right. It was a running clock in the third quarter. So, look, we knew that coming into that game, we were going to get the best version of Coco football team. Right. Um, and, you know, that's the last game of the year. And, you know, what's the biggest hurdle for any coach? His last, it, you know, it's winning his last game, especially a game of that magnitude. But, you know, once again, man, going into that game, we felt like their trenches wasn't as good as our trenches was. So <clears throat> we thought that if some at some point they were going to, you know, bend and break, uh, you know, and obviously, you know, we were able to really punch them in the mouth at the end of the game. As you saw coming in the third quarter, once the defense got off the field, we kind of ran 19 and uh, <laughs> the rest was history, man, um, that, that Darren Moulton. So, you know, I think he finished with like 28 carries, um, should have had almost 300 yards. You know, he had 170-something yards. But, uh, you know, when you got a guy like Moulton and you got an offensive line where, you know, we're graduating four seniors, um, you know, you kind of got a lot of flexibility. You are afforded to make certain mistakes because we've been there. You know, we played the few posts on the road. We played the American Heritage and it came down to a field goal. Yep. You know, uh, we played the Venice uh, High School up in Venice where, you know, the cause was very questionable throughout the whole game. So the adversity part, you know, we had already been through it and we understood and our kids more importantly understood what it took to win that game. Right. You know, but we leaned on our offensive line and number nineteen and he, he kinda took us home, you know. Right. Defensively, they played lights out like they have always been doing for the for the whole year. So, you know, we knew that once those guys figured it out it was now on the offense to go ahead and do what we needed to do. You know, we just kept, kept pounding the ball and pounding the ball. And I think Moulton averaged 6.4 yards a carry, you know. So, you know, um, kudos to that team, kudos to that staff. You know, I knew that it was kind of like a revenge season uh, for them and those kids. But, you know, we run for you and we own it, man. So, yeah. until further notice. <laughs> and, and, and coach, you know, uh, you know, being a running back, coach, being a running back yourself, um, talk a little bit about, you know, how proud you were uh, of Moulton, and, and you know, he's he's a superstar right now. Um, and just talk about just being in the long line of, of great running backs coming from Carlton Gibbons. You know, what do you teach them? What goes into it? Uh, you know, practice and everything like that. Talk a little bit about your running running game, coach. Okay. Uh, well, you know, Moulton is extremely. Um intuitive kid you know he understands he leads with a uh, uh, very precise detail you know he, he works hard it's yes sir no sir um, whatever whatever big time school get this kid again in town but one of the things that we work on consistently Ray is the small thing what what do you not do well uh, that's one of the focal points that you know uh, that we we really look at as a running back group what is it that I don't do well? Everybody can run, jump, spin, move, dead leg, but the small details of things of your game is what separates you. And, and I learned that from Otis Miles and Lorenzo White at Dillard. My senior year, they go back. Listen, we know you. Like I average ten, I average ten point two yards a carry. People still don't realize that my senior year. So you know, they said, Pat, listen, you can do all these things well, but one thing you don't do well is catch the ball out the backfield. And you don't you don't pick up a blitzer fast enough or linebacker blitzing A gap, you know, or a B gap. Um so I, I that carried over to with me from college as a as a coach. Um, you know, I, I was extremely happy for Kamar and Moulton. You know, uh he's etched in history, uh probably gonna go down as one of the, the best running back 
to come through Carson Gibbons. He had 18 touchdowns. You know, um, the kid lost his mom with a long fault battle with uh, COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, knew her. I've been knowing Kamar since he was seven years old. You know, um, when he had the big teeth and all this. You know, so I've been knowing him, man. So I was extremely happy for that kid. It was his moment. It was his time. Um, but you know, what what a great opportunity and a great finish for a great young man that comes from a good home. You know, and he put the team on his back. Um, in regards to the offense, um, and he did what he had to do. You know, all the things that we worked on from the season ending last year, we beat Bowles in the championship and won that. <clears throat> I gave him two, three weeks off, and we went right back to it. And the regiment don't change. We go to the beach, we do beach work, uh, sand work, and then we do running out of the water, you know, um, for explosions. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of other things that I do, you know, uh, with the running backs, just not mine, you know, with right. other running backs from different schools, private schools and public schools right. that I train. So there's things that I do with them that, you know, I think that when it becomes repetitious and that muscle memory, after a while, your body starts to uh, do those things without you even realizing. So, yeah, you know, once again, man, um, um, I couldn't be more happier for a kid that's that made first team all county and Kamari Moten is probably gonna be a first team all state player. Right. Uh, I mean like everybody in the world wants this kid now. You know, um and that's good for him because he deserves it. He works hard, never questions me in regards to why. Um, you know, he's great for the locker room, he's great for the leadership. So I got one more year with him, man, and you know, I'm gonna try to get as much as I can out of him for the young guys because I got a good core, um, two young guys, man, that's coming behind him. Um you know, um, and, and then the other running back, uh, my other running back, Willie Reed, you know, um, did a hell of a job. Um, you know, Willie was phenomenal this year. You know, he was like the lightning and the thunder and lightning. Um, obviously, Torrance Miller didn't play, but the year before Torrance and Kamara was the, the, the lightning and thunder, man. And, you know, so I, I'm blessed with kids that believe in me. Um, I thank God for having an opportunity to work with them. But, you know, like I said, I tell, I tell Kamara all the time, I go, um, Ed McIntosh and Pete Patrick Anderson Jr. are going to be the two. That that duo rate yeah. probably would be the best in the state. That duo, they're dangerous, man. And they're hungry, and I see it in practice. I, I tweeted that the other day. I see it in practice, and when young guys that are sophomores mm-hmm. make plays versus the first-team defense, the state championship winning defense, you gotta be, you got to watch out for those guys. They ain't big house names right now, but yeah. Bolton wasn't either. Look now. <laughs> yeah, they're coming. They're coming. And we, we definitely got that, Coach. They're coming. <laughs> and, 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 Coach, you talked about, you know, being coached by some legends, you know, getting some some information from, a, a you know, Auburn great, Otis Mounds, Michigan State, Lorenzo White, Houston Oilers, and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. You know, talk, talk, when, you, when you're working with the running backs, Coach, and, and you're breaking down film, what do you try to get across to those running backs when you break down film, what to look for to, for it to translate into the game? Well, what, what I do, Ray, and this is honest truth, it's a couple of things with film. Uh, based on how the linebackers play, how the D-line play, um, whether they're an aggressive right blitzing team or an aggressive left blitzing team, do they like to stun or they slant hard? I formulate my drills. Uh, I formulate my drills. I formulate my drills to come in week um, for the team that we're playing. So. A lot of the times when we're playing, when we're breaking down film throughout the week, I tell the boys all the time, look at the tendency of the linebacker, right? Um, is he is he a B-gap player? Is he more of a 
a guy that likes to feel, come downhill. <laughs> is he cerebral? Is this guy really going through a run fit? Is he really going through the progression of run for rerun first, open his hip, um, and things of that nature? So I formulate drills, man. Honest to goodness, based on what we're doing offensively versus the defense that we're going to see. And then we we talk about tendencies all week long. Like what's what's fifty? What's number fifty two's tendency? What he likes to do on first down? What he likes to do on third down? Is he is he tucked in there tight? Is he a fat backer? Um, you know. Then we go into the D line. What type of technique are they playing? Are they typically a one tech and a three tech with a five and a seven? So we like to we, we, we I give them homework. We talk about uh, tendencies of the team that we're playing and, and things of that nature. But ultimately, you know, um, it's just one of those things where it becomes so repetitious where the boys. Or the young men get to this point to where when we're, we're, we're watching film on a projector and they go, Coach, I was actually studying film and I seen this from, you know, we may play a team, let's say we play Sprinahan. Well, guess what? We're going to get five games with Sprinahan and we're going to yeah. break it all, all down, you know, because we really want to see the tendency. What What's the tendency of the defensive coordinator? You know, so I'm teaching them at a, a, at a young age how to be uh, a, a professional to the, the highest extent because – once again, I was blessed with guys of uh, oldest mounds and Lorenzo White that taught me these things at a young age and go, listen, this is what you look for, you know, and um, um, I, it kind of carried over, like I said, with me from high school to college to an adult coach now where I'm just passing passing the knowledge all uh, down, man. That's all I'm doing. Right, right. And, and, and coach, you know, you, you talk about being having a winning tradition there, um, there at Carlton Gibbons. I think you've won three out of the last four state championships. Coach, talk a little bit about, you know, I think a couple of years ago, you guys had a, a, a tough time getting over American Heritage, and you did that. Um, yeah. and, and now you've won three out of the last four state championships. Talk about the sustaining a winning culture. When the kids see, the student athletes see that, you know, those wins are piling up. It's, you know, the, 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 the teachings that you, you and uh, Coach DeBuck are, are, are teaching them that it's paying off. Talk about sustaining that winning culture going forward, Coach. Oh, man, it starts in the front office, man. Yeah. It starts with a great principal, um, a great a great uh, guidance guidance counselor staff and mission staff. And then it filters down to a, a good AD uh, and then a the head coach, you know. And it, listen, it, we're, we're, we're not coaching uh, a dig route no different than anybody probably else is, but it's based on how we – the variations of how we run it. Um, how we want our, our receivers to get on top of the route and things of that nature. Um, so being able to sustain it is really based on the consistency from the top on down. Right. You know, I think that we do a great job with everybody understanding their role. You know what I mean? Like it's not it's not a I I thing or me thing. It's a us thing. Right. And I think that when you have somebody in, in a leadership position as a head coach that go well. I want to be the I want to be the greatest servant. I want to be I want to do the the, the the dirty work in regards of I don't mind picking up a cooler. When you see your head coach picking up a cooler and walking around and making sure that kids chin straps got they got mouthpieces and things like that. What does it say? It says that he really cares. So if a, if somebody embodies every part of the process, then the coach under him and the coaches after that and the kids buy in. I think that for the most part it works, you know, um, too many times, uh, um, you know, too many times and we see in great programs where, like you said, 
they'll win one or two, and then you won't hear from him for right. like five or six years. Yes. Because once again, it, it becomes an I thing or a me thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's going to continue to be a us thing at Cardinal Gibbons because that's just who we are. You know, we're not we're not trying to be like nobody else but us. Um, and, and, and getting over the hump of American Heritage, I think we beat them twice that year. Yeah. Um, playoff time, we put them on the running clock. And once again, hell of a team, great coaching staff, great group of kids. But I'll say this, um, kudos to everybody that's doing it the right way, but it's just our time. Yeah. You know, we, we do it the right way, Ray, and it's just our time. And I said that to the Coco coach after the game. And and at first he looked at me, he goes, Coach, are you being arrogant? I say, no. I say, when you got favor from God, I say, sometimes, man, it's just your time. Yes. And I said, you know, we paid our dues with, we've taken those bills, but as Matt DeBuck being the head coach in six years for a man to win 62 games and lose 13, that says a lot not only about him as a head coach, but about the guys that we employ, the guys that come every day. Um, and you and I both know this. We Some of us can go to Texas or California and probably make six figures. Yes. You know, let's just be calling it what it is. Yes. But you got guys that are not making that amount of money but they don't do it for that. They do it for the love of the game because they're passionate about it and they love what they do. So I think that when you have a group of guys that embody that mindset, it just it only gets better. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you this, man. We are going to be extremely, extremely good this year. Um, and I think that Molten, um, that Molten is going to, is going to really, uh, uh, you know, supersede a lot of people's expectations. You know, because now he's kind of seen it all. You know, when you got a kid like that and he's seen it all, it's like, yeah, you know, um, I've seen that. I've, I've been through that. So what else did, What else can you throw at? Right. You know, um, but he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a great kid, man. We got a great great group of guys. Um, and our young guys, man, I'm telling you, we got a good great, good good crop of young guys coming from JV. And here I go again. We, we're grabbing from that crop because right. that's what's important. Right, right. And, and coach, you know, if I'm not mistaken, I think Max Preps has you guys uh, ranked 35th in the nation uh, to end the season. And, and, you know, I was talking to a couple coaches. I won't I won't mention names because it's about you right now. But, you know, it's, you know, some Miami Central coaches, some Chaminade coaches, Dillard coaches and things of that nature. Um, you know, w- when you talk about being the type of program that you are now, we get into the fans, what the fans want to see. Right. So so being ranked that high in the nation, you know, are we going to see Cardinal Gibbons play more out of state teams or can we can we see a, a, a Cardinal Gibbons play a, a Gulliver, a, you know, a, a Columbus or, you know, consistently Miami Central or Northwestern, things of that right. nature. Um, what, what, what do we have to look forward to on the schedule, coach? OK, so first game, we're playing a team out of Missouri, mm-hmm. uh, St. Louis, Missouri. First game, out the. Uh, I think we, I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure we play STA again. Um, 2018, we played in Miami Central. We were up, actually up, I think, by 17 points at home. Um, kind of came out sloppy and had a, a few turnovers. And they won the game. They won, you know. Um, so the, that same particular year, then the following year, we started the season off with Miami Northwest. Um, so we don't duck work, man. Um, we don't duck nobody. You know, we've asked uh, other teams. Uh, I'm not going to name drop, but we've asked other BCA teams for games four years in a row, and it's always no. Yeah. Um, and I'm just being honest. Yes. <clears throat> but I won't name drop, you know. Um, but we're, we don't run from the work, man, you know. Um, 
Matt put Matt does a hell of a job putting the schedule together because what you're trying to do is you're trying to optimize or maximize that schedule to where one you want to get your your kids battle tested, mm-hmm. but two you also want to make sure that they play in those games where there's a lot of adversity, like the St. Thomas game at FAU. Um, they they definitely smacked us around. You know that was one of those games where we kept telling our kids leading up to that week because they were still high off of last year. Oh man, we beat them last year. And I go listen. You know, there's two things you can look, two ways you can look at it. You know, if you come out and play your best, you got a shot. Yeah. But if you come out and you don't play your best, they're going to embarrass you. And they embarrassed us. You know, because we was cocky. You know, we had the big head. Oh man. man. So um, we don't duck no work, right? We really don't. Um, we're fine with playing whomever. Whoever's put on our schedule, you know, we play on. Now, obviously, you know, because we're a part of the BCAA, we have to play a certain amount of games. Yes. And that's what we've been doing, man. You know, last year we played Venice. We played Venice, which won a state title. Yes. You coach who, got, who, who was in the semifinals versus the game, you know, the game before state title versus St. Thomas. Right. We lost to American Heritage, which was at the time – what they were preseason number nine in the country, <laughs> um, and then we played St. Thomas, what top six team in the country. Right. You know, so um, you know we're not ducking the work. I think that those four teams, when you look at uh, when you look at those four teams, right, and you compare them versus some other BCA teams' schedules throughout the year, you go, yeah, Gibbs yeah, kind of played a, a great schedule. Right. You know. Um, but like I said, man, you know, we played Central in 2018. Um, I, I can't say 100% why we haven't played them again. Sometimes it'd be scheduling issues. You know, yeah. last year, a team like that played like three games out of state, off the rip, you know. So, you know, it kind of, it didn't end the way that they wanted it. I mean, it didn't start off the way that they wanted it, but it ended it, they ended it well. Um, and then now with this new proposal, I don't know if you, you've been reading about it, with the Metro and the suburb, uh, a rural team, now you got like 24 teams in one district. That was one of the proposals that somebody kind of leaked out. And, you know, you got a Northern Florida team, and I'm going to say it, you got a lot of these ADs and coaches that are afraid of South Florida teams. Yes. You know what I mean? They want us to beat up on each other so it can make it a real kickball for them in the state title. Right. But, you know, it is what it is, man. But, you know, we're going to play the schedule that's put up before us. We're not ducking no work. And, right. You know, whoever want to play, they can get it. Right. Okay. All right. All right. And, and coach, as we as we kind of wrap it up here, you know, talk a little bit about the upper, you know, any underclassmen to look out for, uh, any rising juniors or seniors that we should be on the lookout for for the uh, upcoming season. Okay. Well, I spoke about Ed, Ed McIntosh, and PJ um, Anderson, um, Jeremiah Chalmers, Antonio Lindsey, man, phenomenal kids, man. They're going to be a problem. They play a uh, receiver. Um, Jeremiah Chalmers and Tony Lindsay is probably the best route runner in in Broward County mm-hmm. at that age. Um, you got Kamani Benemy, he'll be a senior this year. Um, you know, I hate to call names. Christopher Williams, uh, number 58, everybody know Chris playing DN. Probably, probably will be the all-time sack leader when he leaves Gibbon. Mm-hmm. Plays with an extremely high motor, you know what I mean? Um, you got Carlos Dell, Jaden Massey. Jeremiah um, Mankins, you got kids like Adonis Allen, um, Casey Antin. You know, we got a we got a, a good, great crop of kids. Anthony, I told you about the kid, Anthony Altenot. You know, so we got a good crop of kids. Um, Daniel Mincy, his brother plays for Tennessee, University of Tennessee. 
Now, there's another kid I want you to, people need to be really aware of. Kid, he started as a sophomore at right tackle for us on okay. Zach Bowling. Phenomenal, bro. About 6'5", 6'6", 270 pound kid. But he reminds you of the Russian from Rocky. If he dies, he dies. Yeah. You know, he looks <laughs> like that guy. And he's muscle, man. Right. Um, you know, you got Zamir Pellicer. So, you know, we got, you know, Jackson Campbell, man. Freaking the phenomenal lineman. Another one. So, you know, like I said, we're excited about our, our kid. Another four, another form kid from Carly Gibbons, Jay-Z. Right. You know, so, you know, we don't, you know, we don't, we don't, we, we really are building from, let's go back to what we were talking about earlier, Ray. We really build from within, <clears throat> from our young guys. Um, you know, just like anybody, we get transferred, we may get five or six transfers a year, but we're not getting 15, 18 transfers, and, you know, um, and things of that nature. So we like to build with, uh, build within and the kids that we have. So, you know, I know I miss a few names, um, you know, but I, I'll tell you this much, man. The whole crew, man, they're, 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 they're going to be a very hungry crew right. because now there are those young guys that played a lot but didn't play so much, uh, sat back and watched the older dogs do it in, in a big way. So now they have to defend the crown. And typically, if you look at the history of Givens um, from the first time we won it until now, and I always tell people the transition, when we won in 2018, a lot of those 2018 seniors had just lost that. I, I, I know you follow it, Ray, so you know yeah. what I'm going to say. Remember that that triple overtime at Heritage? Yes. So a lot of those kids had remembered, yeah. you know yes. what I mean, from that year before. So they watched and go, okay, the Benson Davis trusted us like, nah, nah, that's not going to be us. Yeah. And now you got those kids that have watched it from 2018 that transitioned to 2019. We lose to Booker T. We lead, we're actually leading them at halftime. Yeah. And then everything that could go wrong went wrong. Went wrong. Yeah. So then you go from those same kids race to 2020 to 2021 now. And they go, now it's 2022 time. And um, you look at those kids, man, and they're hungry. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the same thing for the freshman incoming class. You know, I think that we have a hell of an incoming class coming in. A lot of Buffalo Eagles kids and things of that nature. So we're going to be fine, man. We're going to be fine for the next five or six years. Uh, we're going to make noise in 4A, 5A, wherever they put us, you know. Uh, but we're not going away no time soon. I, I can guarantee you that. We're here to stay. I think we kind of submitted where we need to be at. Um, but at the end of the day, man, we, we, we do it the right way, and we're going to continue doing it the right way. And that's just building young men, building young men up to be great young, great grown men yeah. or adults. Yeah. And um, in hopes that they go to college and finish their degree because that's the most important thing. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and coach, I would be remiss if I if I didn't ask. Uh, you, you talk about being a staple, uh, not only in the community but around the state, in, in the nation. You got a lot got got a lot of talent coming back. And and for for any any players that uh, Coach Anderson missed, uh, please chart it to his mind, not his heart, because I know you got a stacked team over there. So, right. <laughs> but 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 coach, I, I definitely have to ask you. You know, being the right hand man of of, of Coach DeBuck and, and and you know director of football operations, running back coach there. You know, do you aspire uh, to be a head coach one day uh, or even to work uh, in the college ranks? Well, Ray, since I've been at Gibbons and, you know, when it changes people's perspective about what you're doing, um, I've honestly turned down four head coaching jobs, man. Honestly, goodness, right here in Broward. Um, you know, the way I look at it is I look at it now. <clears throat> um, 
there there are relationships I've, I've formed and yeah. and there's there's uh, a lot of there's a lot of things that I need to accomplish before I leave Gibbons. And it's not just state championships. There's kids that I want to see off the college. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you kind of sound like my brother Ron Parker. He always gets on me about it, about that. <laughs> Why you turn that down? Man, that job was gonna pay you this, and you know. But I was, I, I've been able to form and build a lot of relationships, even with turning stuff down. I have. Um, I've met some phenomenal people. I'm able to do business with a lot of people, but they get what they get the message. They understand the vision of. Being a pillar in the community, you know, um, a lot of people call me the uh, the young oldest great, which I can never, never carry that torch or carry those shoes. But I'm trying my best to make sure that I reach every kid that I can, um, whether they come to Gibbons or not. I just helped the kid get a, a D2 offer um, from a, I won't name drop, but a BCA school um, out west. <clears throat> and, um, you know, I helped the kid. So it, it's not about, you know, the head coaching thing so much as, as for me anymore. I can be a head coach tomorrow. I can honestly take a head coaching job probably tomorrow or sometime this week. But I, I aspire more to be a college coach, man. Um, you know, I, I think I have a passion for what I do, yeah. and I think I'm able to do more in that in that capacity being at a at a college level because yeah. I feel as if that I I am the best talent evaluator in the state of Florida. Recording stopped.